Now's the time to introduce the joint. I'm down the cape with a cape on. You three states away with no breeze, getting your fake on. Which your whole shit is based on. The flow is napalm. Anyone I take on. And I'm a pro Did you not have any headphones on? No. Uh, so I just saw the marks there and I went, okay, I uh, I need to go and get my beer. And then I realised I didn't have my beer glass. So I'm drinking a very expensive 400ml, 440ml uh, craft beer. Straight out, from the can. Straight out of the can. Let's see if it improves it. <laughs> hmm, slightly different hot profile when you do that. Bit tinny up? No, I'll wash between my toes. <laughs> Shall we start off with... Uh, Joel Embiid's um, inspiration? What? Being limp and being wearing a shit wrestling heel? Uh, it's more more referring to the mask. The mask. I th- I, you know, he's, he's, you look, his mask looked more like the kind of COVID-y thing that you used. You know, you look more like a cover that you put over the salad to stop people sneezing on it. It was more of a sneeze guard than a mask. <laughs> Next he's just a big, pathetic man. He'll turn it with one of those uh, Woolworths barriers in between him and the rest of the rest Yeah, of the yeah, team. yeah, yeah, yeah. And a little sign saying, please don't abuse our staff. So you, I have to Which say- Which is not uh, going to work in Philadelphia because that's all they do. They were booing fucking Tyball today. Anyway, this is not the basketball podcast. They were cheering JJ Reddick and booing Tybal, who literally still plays for them. So you were the biggest- uh, modern convert to Starface, I think there is in the whole world. I well, uh, Ace Wick is a pretty big, pretty big Starface booster, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed um, Super What they were up in the last year with MF Doom. Uh, last year, mm-hmm. maybe the year before. Year, last year, before. year, I guess it was. I think a lot of it was recorded in 2020 because MF Doom was not well for a lot of that period. Um, but this is this is just a Zarface. This is just Inspector Deck, Seven L and SO uh, doing their thing. And how did you? How did it? How did it sort of stack up in your mind? Like, did you get as much, or at least ninety percent of the enjoyment you got out of this as you did out of the Doom one? It's difficult because whenever you hear something for the first time, something new and novel, and kind of that's really cool. Um, when you hear more of it, you're like, yes, that's never going to be quite as good as it was the first time I heard it. Um, and there is sort of, this album is a little bit, you know, it's a bit more laid back and a bit more chill, particularly through the centre section of it. Uh, it opens with two fucking blistering bangers, really fucking, really cool songs. Uh, but then it kind of eases off and just, you know, throttles back and, and there's a lot of kind of chill and sort of 70, sort of 60s soul and 60s kind of uh, popular influenced um, riffs and that sort of stuff. Um, I don't like it quite as much as Super White, but I, I, I still like it. You know, it's, it's, st- it's still, I still have a lot of affection for the way that these guys roll. Um, the kind of bizarre combination of of sort of old school loops, wrestling and fucking comic books. And I'm, I don't have a lot of time for wrestling or comic books, but for some reason in, in the context of Zarface, they seem to work quite well. Probably because compared to guns, bitches and hoes, it's a lot funnier hearing them talk about how they're going to, you know, beat the shit out of fucking uh, Iron Man and, and stuff to that. The, the thing is, 
I reckon listening to their stuff without um, without the raps over the top of it would be almost like my ultimate. Without the raps over the top, are you my dad? I mean, how fucking old are you? Without the rip in your raps. Are you seventy? Without the raps over the top. My parents will listen to heard some hip hop thing, and they're kind of like, "Do you do you enjoy this? I mean, what do you get out of this?" I'm like. We don't have time for this. <laughs> Not everything can be the beach, the Beach Boys. No, but what I was saying it was- It sounds like I- that fucking famous Bill Cosby routine about the hippity and the hoppity and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he was a rapist, so, you know, whatever. Um, no, I was more going to say, I-, I find the flow of their beats, um, I- 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 it just feels like they put everything together for an album. Like, the beats seem to have an- uh, an up and a down flow within the album. Um, and they just don't seem to be able to write. Like, compare this to that Cypress album, right, where it felt like the MC still had, you know, were bringing the juice, but the beats actually felt like just this pretty generic R&B slash hip-hop, you know, like they'd yeah, they, they kind of soundtrack like, or something. It kind of, yeah. They ran, it, they ran it to seem really, really quickly in that one in terms of, Songwriting. Yeah. Whereas this sounds like, you know, they actually laid down, you know, 20, 20 extra hours of beats in 1992 and they've just lifted them straight into this album. Um, yeah, it's it's surprising because, um, you know, Inspector Deck's not the youngest. I mean, he was yeah. a Wu-Tang original. And he sounds – and when you take Doom out of it, and there was a shout to Doom in this um, – he does have some, you know, he's still got some fucking. And the thing is that there's a little bit of that, um, you know, that abs rapping about being middle aged and washed element to it. You know, talking about the fact, you know, he'd just rather be at home, you know, giving you, you know, giving his wife a cuddle and hanging out with his kids and that sort of shit than, than going out and doing anything stupid, which I think is, um, you know, to be respected. Um, he's fallen I'll, in, I'll in just, a I'll, hole, I'll, folks. Yeah, fallen in a hole. I still just struggle. Briso's done himself a mischief, folks. He's, he's, um, do you want to tell, do you want to pull back the curtain and explain to the listeners why you've done yourself a mischief? This is the after dark. We don't call it the after dark anymore. Being old, really, doc. You're just being washed. You're just trying to do, you're trying to do fucking 25 year old shit on a 45 year old body. No, actually, that, that would be, that would be okay, right? I could live with that if I was doing some ridiculous exercise thing that I probably shouldn't be pushing, but I was literally bending over to pick something up. Yeah, yeah, or getting out of bed, (laughs) sleeping, sleeping wrong. You only sleep wrong after 40. Like, I've managed to sleep wrong and miss a day of work because I literally couldn't move my neck because I slept wrong. How the fuck do you sleep wrong after 40 years of practice? You made me. You made me feel a lot better now because didn't a Premier League footballer do like a full MCL getting out of bed or something? Yeah, or <laughs> tripping over a dog or, you know, falling yeah. over in a shower and, and ending up with a bottle up his ass. I think that was a different uh, story. I fell over in the shower um, and my vacuum yeah, cleaner so happened to be in there. I, I uh, am officially washed, I guess, is the only way of describing it. That's why you're in the um, shower. Yeah. But it just—it's uh, quite painful. So, yeah, not not quite on the the weapons grade painkillers yet, though. Get their moxies up, yeah. Baker's Eddie. Yes, this was a late sub because uh, the 
Panic Shack album didn't turn out to be an album, even though they said their new album is out on the on the whatever the whatever it was going to be, and it turned out to be a fucking EP because young people can't count. Uh, so Baker Zeddy are a bunch of Kiwis who live in Melbourne, uh, and they've done an album, and it feels more like a Kiwi indie band of the '90s than it does any kind of contemporary. Australian kind of triple J band of the 2020s, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It feels more like Good Shirt or something. One of these bands that never really went beyond New Zealand. The bands that I discovered when I moved here, like they're getting played all over music TV. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Never heard of them. They never even, you know, crossed the ditch to play a, a livid or something. Um, but it has that kind of, it, it, it's kind of a, it's a more buoyant, positive, upbeat energy than a lot of the the ocean alleys and the fucking that generation of Lime Cordial, kind of that kind of twee, twiddle pop kind of shit that they, the yacht rock light that they, that seems to be Triple J's obsession at the moment. This doesn't really fit that because this just feels like um, a bit indie pop rock and it's pretty good and it's not in any way memorable but, I mean, it, it's serviceable. See, I think I got that much more like, I listened to this album on the way through and I was like, you know, how would you describe that to yourself? And I went, generic. <laughs> it just felt really... Uh, yeah, but generic now is, is a different kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not that, that Hottest 100 sort of washy pop that you forget in two seconds. It was, it was a different sort of era of generic... Um, and you could probably make the argument that this sort of generic is better than the current sort of ge- uh, generic, not to get into sort I of, would make uh, that argument, but it is still... It is, it's probably more of a 90s, 2000s generic than a 2020s generic. Yeah. Uh, but it is... At least they're offering something different to that kind of Melbourne indie space, which is probably mostly, you know, bands that sound like Rot TV and bands that sound like... Fo- and, and, and terrible fucking yacht rock bands. I do have a bit of a run of, of Australian artists coming up, not that this week's is anything like this, but um, it'll be interesting to, the one I've got coming up in a couple of weeks, I'll tag for it, and it'll be interesting to co- see, because they're sort of in the same space, so it'll be interesting to see how they stack up against these guys. Yeah. I mean, it was it's it's pop, and you can't spell popcorn without pop, and, you know, it doesn't really stick with you any more than popcorn does, apart from the bits that get in your teeth, so... But good luck to them, you know. I hope they, I well, hope they do all right. So, would you say Swedish House Mafia is pop in any way, or is it just straight EDM, modern EDM? I mean, it's it's poppy, you know. It, it could chart. Mm. You know, we could have charted in 1998 or whatever. Um, it's um, it, it's. I mean, it's trying to be faithless, and it's it ends up being a bit more pointless. Yeah, a little, a little bit. It's it's sort of like a bridge between. What's the what's the really big electronic band that we've done a few albums of? Fuck it. Oh, not Rufus. Really... Yeah, Rufus. Like Rufus is like the it's a s- slightly more commercial, uh, recognisable, um, trying to be doing EDM charting pop hit kind of version of Rufus. But yeah, oh, fuck this. This basically put American EDM back on the back of the naughty corner, as far as I was concerned. This <laughs> yeah, is this right. is a this is a Fisher Price My First House album. You can you. You could churn this shit out. I could churn this shit out. There's nothing intelligent about this. Just do a couple of sequencing, get someone to sing a little loop that you can do. It's the same shit that with the big people have been doing since the 90s. 
There's no invention in this. There's no inspiration in this. It's dull. It's derivative. It's twee. It's just... It was just so piss dismal. I mean, my two-word review, Swedish House Mafia, is is shit house. Because it is shit house, and it is shit house. It's no good. I I mean, they made ASAP Rocky a highlight of the album. (laughs) The ASAP Rocky track sucked, and it was still the best track on the fucking album. Yeah. They did the world's worst and most unnecessary remake of Roxanne by Sting. And it's a shit song to start with. And they made it worse. Um, when I realised... Not how bad, because it's, it's not... Swedish fucking ass mafia. It, it, it's not like a terrible, terrible... It's not... No, 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 it, no, that's right. It's not terrible. Each one of the songs is kind of... But it's just so relentlessly mediocre. And it goes for an hour and change. It's an hour of mediocrity. Like for I an hour it, of mediocrity, there's this podcast. I put it on the background three or four times this week. <laughs> Trying and to get it, it bad. yeah. Yeah, well, and it was fine. It was fine in the background. Like, no problem. I, with couldn't, that. I couldn't find something background enough to make it work. Yeah. I could not find a thing that I could do that would make it go away to the point where I could say, I've listened to this album. Uh, so I yeah. actually had to listen to the album. And it was horrible. It wasn't a nice experience at all. I really hated it. Didn't have any drop saw work this week. I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't have anywhere to drive to. I didn't have. You know. I couldn't find a way that I could find a task that could make this pleasurable. I know. Jesus, if I was on the job, I probably would have. Anyway, let's not not go there. Which, which is sort of going to make my pick for this week suck a little bit because it's more American EDM. No, no, no. It's but it's swimming in the same space, but it's it's almost like one of the last loyalties I've got left. So I'm going to go uh, Mirror Mountain by Hermitude. I heard the new Hermitude album was out because um, your boy Earthboy hmm. uh, tweeted about it. So now, I don't th- think the Hermitude album will be as, will be as bad as this. Well, the other thing is, right, so this is a this is a lockdown in the Blue Mountains album. So the last album was written when they were sort of out is, touring. Is huge. this their, um, what was that album? The, the Waranga, the, the the Fat Freddy's album where they, where they were out yeah. in the bush. Is that is that their version of this? Well, I'm wondering whether it'll be a little less, because the last, the last album sounded like it was designed to be played on the rooftops of hotels in L.A., they haven't been doing that for a while, so you know, is this going to have a different feel? Because they've they've sort of cycled through a lot of different um, you know skins over the years. That they haven't played the same sort of stuff their whole career. Like they started more of a more as a hip hop outfit than anything else. Not that you would say that now. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious to see. Bit of a legacy pick, though. It's not that much of a legacy pick. They're not that old. Well, mate, they played at the alley. They've been around for a while. <laughs> I suppose, yes, that actually does make them yeah. really old. It sort of ages them a little bit, yeah. Considering it's really, really fucking ancient. Considering that bit of land's been underwater like three times since they played there. Yeah, but that, that could have happened in the same week. Week, the that's true. That, given, that, given that all the stormwater drains in Milton drain to that part of Milton. Mm-hmm. Um... 
Well, I'm also going to go for an Australian band, but I'm going to go for Ocean Grove. We're a bunch of rat bags from Sydney who um, do kind of mash up rock, hip hop, punk, indie, random shit. Um, yeah, let's see what they sound like. Ocean Grove. Oh no, that's not the band. All right, what have you got for? I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, definitely give you the uh, Joker this week. What do you got? Going to give me Joker? the Joker. The Joker? Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with um, a UK hip hop slash punk metal act called Bob Villain. I feel like this this from what I've heard of this, this sounds like grime meets Ice T Body Count. If you know Ice T Body right. Count, yeah, yeah, he was just doing he's like doing 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 them raps, doing the hippity hoppity, but over massive <laughs> fucking ridiculous um, 80s style metal guitars. Uh, I think that that seems to be where Bob Villain um, uh, are positioning themselves. So it's basically two young lads from uh, various parts of London um, making noise and shouting a lot. So that is the uh, that is that is my Joker album for the week, and we have three newbies to play with on this uh, this fine week that we get in front of us. Yes, all right. Well, I got a I got a good few- balance actually with that with those three. Yeah, I'm I'm really fascinated, and I guess you'll find out within about thirty seconds. You know whether Hermitude have gone reflective or down a different path or something, or whether it's just you know another bunch of LA rooftop music. Well, you know, worse things to do than to be on an LA rooftop, uh, unless there's an earthquake. Yeah, well, especially you know. Maybe, maybe not during COVID, but <laughs> maybe more so now. Well, I don't know. If you're on a, a rooftop, you're, you're a long way away from the COVID because COVID, you know, doesn't go above sea level. <laughs> I have to, um, I have to say, like in a perfect world, c- covering a Miami somebody basketball series where all your mates are in the same town and the town open till you know whatever o'clock, so it didn't matter how late the games finished, you could still go out and have a beer with someone. And Miami holding a Formula One Grand Prix the same weekend. Oh, is that on this weekend? That's on the Miami. Holy is, shit! Is it would be exploding because they've got they've got the fucking they've got. That's actually it. Actually, works out quite well that the uh, the two games out of Miami happened this weekend because they've got a hundred many many thousand people turning up to get drunk. At, it's actually at the football stadium, which is not on my, not on the beach. It's actually you know up the road. It's about twenty k um, yeah, away but it, from, but it, from but South Beach. Still, a lot of people in town. It's a lot of people, yeah. It's a it's a it's a fucking zoo, yeah. So, and Miami's a zoo at the best of times. So, uh, so there's a bit on for the people of the people of uh, people of the three hundred five. When when it was uh, sort of whispered that the next World Cup was going to be at those huge um, that huge soccer complex that's at Disneyland, you know, you basically oh Orlando, yep, yeah, you land you land pretty there. much where they held where they held the bubble. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So evidently, there's a because because the MLS were at the same time as the bubble was happening in the NBA. Ah, right, the MLS. MLS were holding a tournament. Were holding a, a tournament there as well. They're holding like a a cup tournament just to just to keep the lights on, essentially. Um, yeah. So like that that was the sort of rumor, and we'll we were already planning a a pre World Cup camp in in uh, Miami for a couple of days because uh, uh, running you know. along the beach, dodging dodging seaweed and heroin. Yep. 
All right, Doc. Thanks for talking tunes with me. Well, thanks, thanks for just uh, hanging in there with your um, with your busted back. Are you, yeah. are you going in for the Ben the Ben Simmons uh, surgery or not? Yeah, the, the, you know the, where they fuse all the discs together, uh, or is that Doc Octopus? I can never. Remember. I don't know, but I suspect it's all just mental with you. Possibly. <laughs> all right, see you, Doc. Cheers, man. Heads now, pressure on your neck like a DDT. Heads now, pressure on your neck like a DDT. Lock it in. Dark, dark. That's one way. Another way is. Dark, 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 dark. Heads now, pressure on your neck like a DDT. Squeeze it. Flow quarantine by the CDC. It's Saint Scrolliver. Look at the stand, boss. Get in there.